Good afternoon, I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks! I'm Cade Weiberg, and no it doesn't, and it's so exciting to be back after our uh, little time off. Jordan is just starting the semester underway, uh, and as a result, there's also not been a lot of Marvel content coming out in the past month. Uh, no, though we've just been sitting on Hawkeye, yes. of course. We, this has been out, and it's just been a matter of time for me to get to it. Yes, uh, and I wanted to... We we briefly touched with Liam. Me and Liam touched on episodes four and five during the Christmas episode. Okay. Um, and I assume you watched two through or three through six recently. Yeah. Like you watched the first two. We talked about them, and then you watched none until recently. Yes, this Thursday I watched four episodes. Okay, great. Basically so back to back to back. Because in my schedule, incidentally, I have the entirety of Thursdays free. That is pretty sweet. I mean, most of the time I actually have to spend it, you know, reading and preparing for law school classes. But this week I decided to just watch Hawkeye. <laughs> hey, that sounds like a pretty good investment of time. It has been kind of crazy to see uh, just working in a movie theater and the holiday season is Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. And it is crowded every day. There are hundreds of people inside and out the building like every every three hours for mm -hmm. this movie and January there has not really been anything. Yeah. Is it a bit all. of a ghost town? It has been quite dead. Um, trying to even think of what I have seen there. Uh, we had, well, I don't know what you've watched. I guess you didn't really watch any of like, did you watch licorice pizza yet? The new PTA. I really joint? wanted to, but I, it has not happened. It is fantastic. Uh, and I don't like PTA. You know how I feel about PTA. Well, the, um, the trailers were very interesting because it was something there was some quote on it is like uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's most um, endearing movie yet. I think yeah. they called it, which yes. is such an interesting angle because most of his movies don't even attempt to be endearing in any way. <laughs> like no. they, they strive for much different emotions than that. Except for, for sure. maybe inherent vice. That oh oh okay I guess we should talk about PTA do a little uh, PTA uh, sidebar for uh, friend of the show Patrick Fitzsimmons yeah um, I recently watched I think I'm all caught up the only thing I need to rewatch Boogie Nights because I have not watched it all the way through and when I did watch the part of it I was in college and a bit inebriated at the time yeah and I, I watched would like I actually watched Boogie Nights recently that's the only one of his that I've watched in the past probably two years okay. Um, and, and, and that really holds up. I think that movie's great. The first half is so fun. I guess I would yeah. call the first half endearing, but the second half is very much not endearing and is. Yes, uh, sure. Um, I watched Magnolia, which was really good. I really liked Magnolia. I have not seen Magnolia. It is three hours and going into it, I'm like a three hour PTA movie. This is going to suck. Uh, and it ended up being really, really good. And Tom Cruise is absolutely bonkers in it. Like, huh. it's the craziest Tom Cruise performance you'll ever see. Is that not uh, one of his first movies? That is. It's, I think, so his how, It's weird that he got Paul, or not, that he got uh, Tom Cruise, but I guess he was, his first two gave him a big enough pull that he could get him. I mean, this, Magnolia came out in 99. So Tom Cruise is right around his prime around that time. Right, which, which makes it an even bigger get. Yeah, I think you see Boogie Nights and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll be in this guy's movie. I don't know, because like, that's like a little risque for Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise normally just does like action hero stuff. 
Yeah, but then Punch Drunk Glove came out after Magnolia and Adam Sandler. I think people just realized this guy was kind of making modern masterpieces and wanted to get yeah. on that hype. I was uh, thinking about that, that again, just Adam Sandler's, because I was thinking about Uncut Gems, because yeah. I was saying something about sports gambling, and anything I see about gambling reminds me yes. of that movie. Yes. Uh, and, I, oh, and I also saw a clip of hubby halloween or whatever that movie was hubby halloween yeah. yeah uh i saw someone in like a youtube video just like make a offhanded cut to how bad that was yeah and just like how does adam sandler i mean this is a guy who really contains multitudes because <laughs> yes. this is like i don't i don't understand how the same person who reads uncut jim script and like i can do that and i want to do that also reads hubby halloween script and it's like yes i want to do that too so the uh, Safties literally chased down Adam Sandler for almost five years trying to get him to do this movie. He did not want to do it. He was very reluctant to do Uncut Gems. Huh. And eventually he did. And then he was like, obviously, like, oh, well, that was a good decision on my part. But as we've talked about in college, the whole Happy Madison like deal is once a year you get paid like what? a hundred million dollars to go to a destination of your choice, hang out with your best friends for a month and film a really dumb movie. Yeah. And that's your work for the entire year. But it's almost and, like they work to make the scripts bad and not funny. It seems like you could hire cause they have money, right? So why not just, sure. why not just look for young comedy writers who work on different TV shows or like SNL and just throw like a million dollars at them, have them write a script cause they're dying to. <laughs> It's all in the family, though. It's like friends of Steve Buscemi and nephews of uh, Chris Farley. Rest in peace. It just and seems like you could do both. You could have those people in the movie. So both. you have your fun destination. But you could also just hire a scriptwriter who's competent, who has like yeah. a vision for something, because clearly they don't have a vision for anything at this point. He de I mean, he de Hubie Halloween is like one of the lower tier, but like he's done some pretty funny movies in the past 10 years, I'd say. Well, maybe one or two. I really like uh, Just Go With It, the one with Jennifer Aniston. Like, that's really clever written. It's like centered around improv and huh. he just ends up in this crazy situation with Jennifer Aniston and her kids like improvised that they are uh, ex-lovers and he's trying to impress Brooklyn Decker. It's crazy, but it's it's a really fun movie. I like it. Hmm. Uh, and occasionally, like every fourth movie he does is fun. That's a and bad hit I, rate. It should, I mean, it yeah, should be more but, than that. <laughs> sure. But he's giving all these writing jobs to, again, like the relatives, the friends of the friends. Like he's not reach meeting new people. People are waiting to suck at the teat of Sandler. They're all just it's it's just this uh, inside baseball kind of thing. I, I Yeah. And I, I'd appreciate all that. But still, it just seems like if you're given this platform and this ability to make anything you want, why not just have like an iota more discretion and and make good things? Because I just don't people think are going to watch harder. it. People, there's going to be an audience for it. It's Adam Sandler. Like Hubie Halloween, I'm sure got views. Like, and even if it's like eight year olds watching Hubie Halloween, like there's people watching them. But people would also watch them if they're good. Uh, and, and I'm just saying, it's not that much effort for Adam Sandler personally. All he has to do is just hire a better person. Yeah. And he That's, could like it, it's he doesn't even have to find the better person. He needs to, he could hire a person to find a better person to write his scripts and he doesn't have to do anything right now. This sounds like way more work than Adam Sandler 
needs to do. Yeah. Like he doesn't need to do it. Anyway, we're talking about Hawkeye. <laughs> we are here to talk about Hawkeye PTA. Um, have you watched anything of Merit recently? Uh, no, I don't think I have. The new season of RuPaul's Drag Race has started. Okay. Uh, so that's been a big watch. Other than uh-huh. that, though, I haven't. Like literally no movies. I've not seen have, a movie in ages. Have you watched uh, Succession or do you not watch that? I haven't. I would. Oh, that is one that me gotta, and Ellie keep being like, we definitely got to watch, watch this it. show. And then we never oh, did. Man. It is fantastic. Arguably the best thing on television right now. Until Better Call Saul comes back. Yeah, no, I, that it, would be good. I just. It's very heavy. Exactly. Like, that is kind of not our, our entertainment it not, vibe. It is not really bingy. You got to watch an episode. You got to process it. Like Mad and, Men. <laughs> yeah, it is very much. Although it's way more fun than Mad Men, in my opinion, just because the, the characters are more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I Oh, Nightmare Alley was pretty good. Uh, the new Guillermo del Toro. Oh, yeah. I remember a, seeing. I saw the trailer for that. Yeah, that's been out for a while. Um, He's got such uh, a distinctive look to his movies. Yeah. Like watching the trailer, like it, it had the same kind of look that Shape of Water did. And I don't yes. know what it is about, like the color grade or the cinematography that just makes it so distinctive looking. Yeah. But like where's Paul just... Thomas Anderson, his movies look amazing. But I, I don't mm. think they look as like if I was just to pick out a frame, I, I would think it was from a great movie because the shot is great. But I don't know if I would say like that looks like Paul Thomas Anderson as clearly yeah. unless it's like sure. a shot from the master where it's like or something. But yes. <laughs> and Joaquin Phoenix is in it yelling at Philip Seymour Hoffman. Right. I mean, like the only reason the I would I'd be able to identify those because I'm just familiar with his body of work in general. But like mm-hmm. someone like Wes Anderson, again, like that's a person who even if I've never seen the movie or heard of it. If you show me like a shot, like an establishing shot from it, I'll probably be able to guess that it's Wes Anderson just because his stuff looks so particular. Yes. Um, yeah, I do. I guess you didn't watch French Dispatch. I haven't. Oh, boy. Was that uh, I did not enjoy that. See, I've seen people that have, though. Like, it's not like it's been universally. It's, it is. No, it's the most Wes Anderson movie a movie can be like. It's just. Like, if you like Wes Anderson, this is like the deep end of you're getting all every facet of Wes Anderson. But I also felt like um, uh, the the last one, the Budapest Hotel was also kind of like that. But you liked that one, didn't you? I did not like that. Oh, okay. So I did like that one. So I'd probably like this one. Uh, Yeah, probably. Okay. If you like that one. Um, But I am I've recently gone back and watched through all of Noah Baumbach's. filmography Mm -hmm. that's what i spent most of my december and early january doing um because he is the one who co-wrote uh royal tenenbaums darjeeling unlimited i think fantastic mr fox like he grounds wes anderson so it doesn't get all wacky and zany and artsy Mm -hmm. uh and then noah bombach did marriage story which was one of my favorite movies of that year um so i really wanted to watch more marriage story quality movies and I'm a fan of his films. Did he I think also he's got a lot of solid films. Francis Ha? Is that him? He did. Oh, my God. That was spectacular. Yeah. I um, I watched that. That was hard to watch for me just because there are some moments in there where she's on. It's not like cringe, like comedy, but it is like cringe yeah. kind of moments. Where it's, it's like cringe, struggling to find themselves and cringe growing up. Yeah. Kind of deal. Coming of age. I, I think it was very fitting. 
uh, I don't know. It, God, and Greta Gerwig's so good in that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, oh, I love that movie. Um, but also, I <clears throat> should mention, um, we're coming up after the 100th episode spectacular, which will be released next. Uh, we will be doing the Know It Duzzies, uh, and we will be able to vote on all of our favorite Marvel films, actors, and moments from the previous year. Um, and one of the categories is always uh, our favorite or least favorite non-Marvel movie. Um, hmm. So I need to watch some the 2021 movies. Yes. Well, I'm trying to remember, like, I don't even remember talking about because we watched so much Marvel and there was so much Marvel content to talk about with four TV shows and four movies. Like, well, I don't even remember us talking about other movies. Well, maybe send me a list of nominees. OK, so yeah, that I I'll, can at least be. Uh, well, I comprised the the non-Marvel movie list of movies that we have talked about specifically on the podcast. I just don't know that, what that even be. So Dune, I think, is one. OK, yeah which we both watched and talked about and you did it a great disservice by watching it on a television. Yeah. I might, as, I basically watched it on my phone. Not really, but like <laughs> I might as well have given the size of my TV. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, uh, and I like, that's the only thing I can think of. I can't think of any other summer movies. Uh, there must've been something you watched in a the theater that wasn't Marvel. Uh, I think you spoke of the Hitman's wife's bodyguard at one point, but I didn't see that. Mm, you missed um, out. Yeah. That's what I hear <laughs> from you. Um, but yeah, I'll get a list to you and we can, uh, we can knock that out. Well, I put some like, I don't know that pig movie or whatever. Oh, pig. Did you watch pig? I haven't, but like, I'm just saying pig. if you put together some movies that you're like, these are some movies that you shouldn't have missed in 2021. Okay. I'll see if I can, cause we have some time before the know it doesies. So I'll, yes, I'll try to watch those in preparation okay. and then we'll. Oh man. I'm so excited. Pigs on Hulu. Now you got to watch pig. We almost need to do like a pre know it do- does he show about those <laughs> movies. Yeah. <laughs> Because well, if, we, we can... if we include it in the No It Does, I feel like we'll get bogged down in that specific category for a really long time. Perhaps for the 100th episode spectacular, we'll have our usual 15 minutes of back and forth, and then we'll talk about those movies there. Okay. That would be on brand. It wouldn't be a, a correct 100th episode celebration if we didn't derail the conversation to something unrelated to yeah. Marvel. That's pretty on brand for us. Um also, uh, our Spider-Man episode was uh, slightly abridged, and I've seen it three times total now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you had any follow-up thoughts or anything you felt like you did not say or anything that has resonated with you from the movie to uh, to uh, say before we dive into Hawkeye. I don't think I've had any... Like, I, I wouldn't say that this that movie has stayed in my head too much. I mean, I still think it has been like, I, I think the thing that was the most impressive about it was that mm-hmm. they managed to work in the cameos as well as they did without it feeling cheap. Yes. Like, I think that was that could have very easily felt like a cheap gimmick. And I do think they've managed to avoid that by and yes. large. Um, they sure did. But I think that's the, almost the most notable point of the movie is that they did that and that worked. Uh, I. I have honestly thought about this movie more. So now I know we just did the re-rank like a couple months ago, but now my re-rank is all over the place. Like I've swapped them around. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man is now my number four. I consider it. I like it more than Avengers one. Yeah. And just the ending of that movie and the sacrifice he has to make. He's just so 
And also, Willem Dafoe is an insane batshit Green Goblin. Like, that yeah. was so satisfying to see after all these years. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, I, I really just love the, the chemistry of the three of them. Uh, it's When did we I, do the last re-rank? What month? I think November. Is November just going to be our... Like re-rank I think month? we should re-rank them every November. I yeah. think that should be a recurring tradition. Ranks giving. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. That's amazing. Well, there oh, we go. Taken, Ranks giving every year. so long. Oh, speaking of Thanksgiving, did you ever watch Get Back? Uh, yes. The Beatles? Oh okay. yeah, I, re- I watched the entirety of that. Okay, we did not talk about that. And we're Beatles fanatics, so maybe we should spend like two minutes discussing that real quick. Um, I'm trying to think what interesting takes I have about it. It was like the length of it is very interesting. Just that it let it be so ambient. Like it was yeah. just like you're hanging out with the you're Beatles. Hanging and out, just, you're drinking a beer with the Beatles. Yeah. Which was if you're a huge Beatles fan like we are, I think that's pretty compelling. Oh, my God. Um, just like while so he's good. sitting at the piano uh, riffing like uh, the long and winding road while coming up yep. the lyrics with Mel. Yep. Evans, who is who I thought he was very interesting. Like, I want to yep. know more about him and just how he came to be involved with the Beatles. And because there was like while Paul was working on the lyrics, he was suggesting stuff. Yeah. Like, like, what For about sure. using this word here or whatever, which almost seems like a shame <laughs> that. He didn't get more credit for like, even if you're just changing like a word here and there that can really elevate a song. I can. And that's why every song pop song these days has 12 songwriters attached to it. Yeah. I feel like Which, that guy missed out on some money. I'm sure that I'm sure the oh, Beatles paid absolutely. him well, but still. Beatles royalties. Yeah. I also just really like um, how what's his face. Uh, Billy Preston just shows oh, up yeah. and they're like, you, you, you want to be on the album? And he like just complete synergy with the band. Like he just absolutely kills it. No, it, it that is such a cool moment where he comes in and it's like all of this, all of a sudden, all of the songs are gelling yeah. in a way that they had. And it's like, oh, what have these been missing? It's like this exact thing, Billy Preston. Yeah. I think it's oh, a shame man. they didn't like how interesting would that be if just like their last album just has a fifth guy on it and he's yeah. he's a beetle i mean effectively he is like yes. you you can't take those parts out of those songs no. and retain their how good they are but he's only on the rooftop songs which is only like half the album and i yeah. didn't realize that uh the rooftop is them playing it like it goes on for like an hour and it's just them playing the same songs over and over again yeah. which i thought it, i didn't realize they repeated and then now i need to die I, I laughed out loud when because john does the vocal fillers because he hasn't memorized all the lyrics and then they're listening back to it and he's like just says that vocal filler like it's just gibberish and george just hears it and shakes his head and laughs <laughs> just his reaction to the gibberish is so funny just all of them and ringo's just like chill Oh, speaking of which, I bought uh, tickets for me and my father to see Ringo in June. Oh. And his all-star band, which is comprised mostly of members of Toto and uh, Colin Hay of uh, Men at Work. That is an interesting combination. Yeah, the set list, they play like all the Toto hits, they play the Men at Work hits, and then you get all the Ringo Beatles songs. The Ringo Beatles songs. <laughs> all the best. <laughs> The, yeah. pi- the pinnacle um so yeah uh hot take on get back i think the beatles are a pretty good band 
I'm trying to think of any other interesting stuff. I mean, just like the dynamic, I think this clarifies a little bit more of the end of Beatles dynamic and just how the they were interacting with each other at the time. Like, I, it wasn't nearly, at least while cameras are on and they knew they were being watched, they were not as, like, Yoko wasn't as big of a presence as I thought she'd be. Yeah. It was, and it was very much like those kind of, like, little frustrating arguments of people who are working together more than it was like actual like outright anger at each other yeah it's just like when you have two different ideas of how to do the same thing and both of them are pretty good those arguments mm -hmm. are almost the worst because there's no real correct answer it's just two different versions of a thing which if you've seen the original let it be documentary which i have last we spoke i don't think you had uh it is way more of them fighting okay which Peter Jackson clearly wanted to just show the highlights. And he did like, I mean, the only thing I could see was like, just Paul's being a bit of an ego, just being like, I'll play all the instruments. George do this. This is better. And then George is just like, what the fuck? Like I know how to play guitar kind of deal. This made me somewhat more sympathetic to Paul though, because I was just thinking how it's like hurting cats, the Beatles at that point. Oh, yeah. Like he's like, let's For just make sure. an album. And Ringo's yeah. there. He's like, cool, I've got one. But then <laughs> George is off doing, you know, like his hippie stuff yeah. and like taking acid and all that. And, yeah, well, and those John's monks on were just sitting there. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like John the... especially was like that was a tough time for him and just sure. getting him involved in stuff. And since he wasn't there, that left more time for Paul <laughs> and George to get on each other's nerves. Yes. So, and well, also think of all the songs George is showing John and Paul and the whole time they're just like, this isn't quite Beatles material. Yeah. This is okay. This is more of a George song than a Beatles song. But I will, we'll say that, uh, <laughs> There's one song that he shows them and everyone uh, that I saw talking about it on Reddit was like, how could you pass up that song? And it's one of yeah. the ones from his double album. I think it's yeah. the title track, the This Too Shall Pass. All Things Must All Pass. All Things Must Pass, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, and that, that album's amazing. Right. I just don't think that song is actually that amazing. I, I listened to this no. album recently and yeah. I think that it's full of great songs like Wah Wah. Yes. Um, what is, what life? is life is amazing. Yeah. Like, I think that's a really phenomenal song. And then there's yes. plenty of others that are just stellar. But that yep. song, I was like, if I was John and Paul, I might also pass on that one. <laughs> well, I do think it's more of a better or it's a better George solo song. And as a kid, like listening to the Beatles and getting into the solo projects, that was like the one I would always skip because it's very long mm -hmm. and it's very just like it doesn't really get to where it, it's like anything fun. Uh, but I do think like it's a very appropriate like epilogue to the Beatles career. Like we broke up, move on. Now I can finally write all the songs they wouldn't let me write. Yeah. Which ended up like he had probably the best debut solo album because he had all these this backlog of material. I still like and I think this is uh, not a controversial opinion, but I think he should have spread that out a little bit. I think you just released sure. two albums and you fine tune a little bit. Because he did have that follow-up album that had Give Me Light on it. Um, yeah. I don't remember. Maybe is that Living in a Material World, maybe? I don't know. I don't know if that's the immediate follow-up. Well, maybe. But that yeah. one's also quite good, I thought. Um, yeah. But then but he does have some crap. Yeah. George. George I mean, is they an all do. interesting songwriter. Because I feel like he is much less consistent than John and Paul. Like, yeah. there's not that many bad John and Paul songs, but there's definitely bad George Harrison songs. 
but his yes. highs of like something yeah. and here comes the yeah. sun. Yep. Like those are almost, those are comparable with the best things that the Beatles ever done and arguably yes. the best. Like I know that here comes the sun <clears throat> is the most listened to Beatles song on any streaming service. Which kind of, I just don't understand. I've never, I obviously it's a great song, but I, it's just like something is a masterpiece mm -hmm. and then everyone's just kind of like, I don't, yeah, I don't get, I don't really get Here Comes the Sun. Like it's, it's very good. Kind of like that and Blackbird, I just think are the most overrated Beatles songs. See, I love Here Comes the Sun, but I feel that way about While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Oh, see, that song's see, a banger. I, I think, I think it's great too. I just don't think it's quite as good as its reputation is. Like, what do you think that about that versus like Hey it. Bulldog? While My Guitar Gently Weeps versus Hey Bulldog? Yeah. Uh, I think Hey Bulldog wins hands down, but of course I do because oh, that's no, how that's I insane. <laughs> that's insane that there's not even a contest between the two. <laughs> that's no. Uh, I do think it's close. I would probably give it to While My Guitar Gently Weeps mm. if I had gun to my head. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Hey Bulldog's fun, but then there's also the last minute is just John and Paul super high making sex noises and laughing. Oh, yeah. So uh, you're saying something is your favorite George Harrison song, though, of the Beatles? Yes, it would have to be like I can't. What else? Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I think some people would make the argument here comes the sun. But I agree with you that something is it's something is something is the quintessential Beatles song. And it's not even written by the main. It's written by the third best songwriter in the Beatles. I was listening to Within You Without You because I, I, I was just listening to like Sergeant Pepper. One. Yeah, and I got to that sure. one and I was like, I haven't listened to this in a couple of years. This might I might yeah. really enjoy this song this time. And I didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that song drags like it's so it's long. The whole middle of Sergeant Pat. I don't like fixing a hole like I, I'm OK with fixing it a hole. But I, yeah, it's not the best. It's and then Benefit of Mr. Kite. See, I love Benefit is, of Mr. Kite. Mm, yeah, I am not really the whole middle of Sergeant Pepper just is like, what is going on here? This is because it starts so strong. Holy shit yeah. is the beginning, like the first four songs of Sergeant Pepper. Incredible. And then the last four are also incredible. Mm -hmm. But it's just that middle is like, what are you doing, guys? What is happening? I don't even know if you could resequence that because it's like such a well, like I think album. you put those in the middle if you're even if you're resequencing it because you want to kind of you want to start strong and end strong. Yeah, I suppose I would just I would take within you without you and make it like definitely less than three minutes. And it, right now it's like four and a half minutes. OK, yeah, uh, it's it's too long that and uh Love You Too off Revolver. That one's better. I like that one better, but that's also just a weird, like, George, come on, what are you doing, guy? Of of the weird George Harrison songs, I quite like Blue Jay Way. And I feel like no, Beatles fans like hate Blue Jay Blue Way. Jay Way. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. That and Flying, it's just like, what are the middle of the, the middle, out the albums in the middle of their career all have, like, just such strange middles. Mm. Like, it's just it's so strange like why are you doing this to me like the i guess it's so you can start strong and end like i guess putting it in the middle but i do think magical mystery tour as i've mentioned before could be resequenced hmm. to for a better album because they put the two worst songs back to back on that album hmm. well that's Blue probably Way enough beatles talk here i suppose here's a relevant thing uh okay have you been playing wordle 
or is this like no, not your everyone i do see everyone is on it on social media and i'm doing i'm i'm gonna be the person who gives in at the last minute and everyone quits yeah but I, so I have not. I've been pretty into it. Like that's very much the kind of game that I would be into, especially the fact that sure. it's so short. Like, yeah. While my coffee is brewing every morning, that's when I do Wordle. Um, How do you play? I don't even understand. I just see a whole bunch of squares right, on right. social so media. You just the first you guess just any word you pick. I want some five letter word, and then okay. it'll tell you whether or not the letter is either in the word or in the word in the correct place. So if it's yellow, it just means that letter is in this word. Which is a sixth letter word. No, it's a five letter word. Yellow? Well, oh, <laughs> yellow <laughs> is a six letter word, but <laughs> it is, the length of the word yellow is unrelated to the game itself. Uh, okay. Green, though, a five letter word means yes, that your correct. letter is in the correct spot. Um, so like... So I always start with the word coast, which is not a particularly good word to start with. There's whole like yeah. people on the internet who discuss what the best word to start with is, but I don't yeah. care. Like I, I, for whatever reason, the first time I played, I typed in coast and I've just, I've never missed one. Like I've never failed to get it in six turns. So I've always just kept going with the same word. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so then as you guess, you find out more letters that must be in it. And eventually you're able to do, deduce what word it is. Okay. And you have and you're six just guessing guesses one total. Word. And you're just guessing, you're trying to guess one word. Right. And it's a five letter word. Right. So you could potentially guess it on the first try. Mm hmm. I've never done uh, that. I've mean, got it in two several times, got it in three a okay. handful of times. My median is like four to five, though. I, and, and then so, a handful of sixes. But most of the time, I'm able to get it four or five ish. As an outsider, coming in with my perspective this sounds exactly like i don't know how familiar you are with the fallout games but this sounds like when you're hacking a computer this is how you hack the computer maybe so I don't, like, i'm not familiar it, with this it comes up with a list of four letter words and there's like 30 options and you have to choose you get like three chances mm -hmm. and the words are very similar so it's like not impossible but the harder the missions get and the harder like the difficulty with hacking and everything uh so, but it's basically sounds the exact same thing. So now when I think of this, I will just think of hacking a computer in Fallout. Yeah. Well, it, it's just the other thing that makes it interesting is that it's one word a day and everyone gets the same word. So that's why it's such a big social media presence is because yeah. like like one like a couple of weeks ago, the word was proxy. And that was yes. since it has X and Y in it. A lot of people struggled to get that one. Um, so that was just mm -hmm. like a big thing on social media was people talking like oh, I barely got it in six or I didn't get it at all or you know all those things yeah. so it has that like natural you can talk to anyone else about it and it also just it's the same word for everyone every day well it's a yes it's the same word for everyone but it's a different word every day <laughs> yes wow so you could just spoil it for someone right like someone could just post on social media today's word is proxy but at the same time like if i say the word right now that it was today by the time anyone listens to this it will no longer be the word though if i post it today yeah. they could well i'm just talking about like waking up drinking my coffee which i don't drink i don't drink coffee i don't know why i said that mm -hmm. uh but i immediately cool get like on social <laughs> with my bean <laughs> <Yeah>. juice <laughs> you're coffee drinkers uh and i just post like facebook status proxy like, do you think that would 
uh, you know, upset some people, I would assume. I think, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if they knew that it was related to... Uh, well, they would Warner. they would find out because I would do it every day. I would become somewhat of a social pariah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people would like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, this is interesting. This is quite a lot of information that you've given me. Yeah. Um, should we talk about Hawkeye? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, that seems like the thing to do. Um, I also... we So we ranked... The first two episodes. Yeah. And I have our ranking list pulled up uh, right now. Um, although this is Jordan's rankings. I'm trying to find the one with. Oh, there we go. No, wait. Uh, I, we have four. We have the original sheet and then we have uh, several other sheets now. Yeah, I don't have it up, so I can't see it. But OK, I'm looking. Um, then we have the Eternals rank and then I have a sheet. Uh, oh, that one's 29. That one's probably the most up to date. Uh, I don't know. There's we'll we'll get to it. It will figure it out. Um, so we ranked Spider-Man, uh, I believe. I don't know if we added it to the list because that one was somewhat of an abridged episode. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to add that one and Hawkeye when we are done discussing. Gotcha. Um, to the ranking list. But uh, what? Uh, so I'll pull up the description here. Well, since we we have so much Hawkeye to talk about, so I don't think we can really we go beat by beat. I think we just got to go kind of broad. I'm, I'm just pulling up the episode this, and the descriptions because I have no recollection of what happened. And also, the middle two were just kind of like not much happened. Like it was pretty chill. Yeah, and I mean, the last it's very much. Were, I would say one thing that I think this series did well. Yeah, is it. The characters, the character interaction, I think, was the focus of this almost more than the plot, which is the opposite of a show like Loki, I'd say. Loki was just plot, 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 plot. And that's what kept you engaged is like, look at the weird things happening this episode, the weird thing going on over here. Like it was just a bunch of visually interesting, crazy things happening one after the other. And there was character development between Loki and female Loki. Yeah, but that was pretty much it. Whereas this, you, you got, um, you know, Hawkeye and his family, Hawkeye coming to yep. terms with uh, uh, losing Nat and Natasha's and death, the sister, Alanya or whatever, like him, just Elena. Yeah, Elena have, developing a kind of rapport with her. And then, of course, the rapport with the um, what's her name? The main girl. Kate Bishop. Bishop yes. I want a buddy comedy movie with Kate Bishop and Yelena. That was their interactions was were so funny. Mm -hmm. And I've gone back. I really, really like um, the actress who plays Kate Bishop, uh, who's slipping my mind right now. Yeah, I can't think of her Um, name either, but she did a great job. Yeah, she's awesome. And then I I watched Edge of 17, which I had not seen, which is a really great coming of age movie. Mm. Um, loved that. And she's also in Bumblebee, that Transformer spinoff, which is like fine. But yeah, that's what really I don't good. care about. I might watch Age of 17 or Edge of 17. Edge of Edge of 17. Yeah, it's, like the Fleetwood Mac song. I don't know if that is a Fleetwood Mac song. Uh, I but, think that's uh, a line in a Fleetwood Mac song. OK, maybe. Sure. It's it's a fun um, like the basically the premise is it's this. Typical teenage girl, kind of socially awkward, um, suffers a uh, death in the family and is also going through, you know, puberty and hormones mm-hmm. simultaneous to this. Would you compare um, it to uh, Lady Bird? 
Uh, it's more fun. Okay. Lady Bird is like a serious movie. Right. Uh, this is like a pretty much a comedy. Like it's definitely a coming of age comedy. It's more something along the lines of like a dazed and confused style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even though it's nothing like dazed and confused, but it's like that kind of like comedic tone, I guess you could say hmm. kind of slice of life. Uh, like, like kind of, yeah, pretty much like that's how I feel about dazed and confused. It's just like, you're just hanging out with these people for a night. Yeah, except it's just one person you're hanging out with and you're you're going through all of her grief and all of her like struggles to grow up and just like, you know, it's it's really good, though. Uh, She did a great job. It's it's funny. Woody Harrelson plays like a super depressed high school teacher and he's hilarious in it. Um, But like funny, depressed, not like sad, depressed. Yeah. Uh, And so she's great. Yelena coming back was awesome. I also really love how they did Yelena's blip. Uh, yeah, which that I that's my new favorite part of all these spinoff shows, like the blip, how it affected these characters uh, during the whole thing. That's I just want a whole movie of side characters affected by the blip, like what was happening to all these auxiliary people. Yeah, no, they, they have done a really good job of exploring the ramifications of yes. that in these shows and and her like following up on the black widow mission that that movie was slightly lackluster uh to some people um this maybe will give her character a little more depth and like maybe explore the black widow program or maybe since she blipped for five years she's done looking for those people who knows Mm -hmm. um but i really loved that whole sequence i thought that was very well done no yeah and their, their fight scene where they're fighting but not really wanting to hurt each other while they're trying yes. to go through that the building that yes. scene was great like just yeah. like any of their interactions were great but that one especially yeah just really funny and then there was like the four-way fight with kate bishop yelena echo mm-hmm. we haven't talked about her yet we have not talked about echo echo uh <clears throat> is the head of the mob boss and we haven't even talked about uh the big man himself yeah kingpin if vincent d'onofrio is that the actor who is i didn't look it up but i thought that was who it was well it's from your favorite netflix television program daredevil oh he was in that oh boy oh jordan you have so much to learn oh man (laughs) so both he and matt murdoch were introduced in the mcu on the exact same day because spider-man came out well i guess I watched it the same day because I work. I got the codes to the movie a day early. But Spider-Man released on Thursday and Kingpin was revealed in the MCU on Wednesday when Hawkeye aired. Hmm. So both of those characters from the Daredevil show joined the MCU on the same week, which was pretty spectacular. You know, there's even more character interactions that we haven't mentioned yet, like uh, the fiance of her mom. Mm hmm. He's also has very interesting chemistry with everyone he interacts with swordsman. Yeah. So I'm thinking because I'm just there's so many we get Dane Whitman. We're about to have Blade uh, and now we have the swordsman. So is there going to be like a sword show spinoff or something (laughs) like what are they all going to get into? Yeah. And will the LARPers be involved? I maybe maybe you do a LARP show and Blade's just like what the hell is going on? Because he's more of a serious guy. Um, I do think. Well, it sounds like Dane Whitman also, uh, Jon Snow himself, might be in uh, the Blade movie because mm. they did leave right. off in Eternals where they were in the same What a weird together. movie that was. But let's not go into that. What is your take <laughs> on this show? Because normally you give your review. So what's your review? I do. Um, 
So let's pull up the old uh, ranking system. Um, this show, uh, I like it. It's four, four out of five stars on my letterbox, which means in Avengers terms. Oh, that's why I pulled up the re-rank. I wanted to see where this would stack up. Um, so it's like 4.75 out of six. It's so it is currently at number 19 out of 31 sandwiched between Black Panther and Eternals. Well, okay. How does it do among other Marvel shows? It is one of, let's see. Uh, it is the weakest Marvel show, I believe. So, so Falcon Winter Soldier is 16. Loki is 12. WandaVision is eight. Okay. My, my so, order will be slightly different. Okay. Um, I think mine is probably the same as yours right now. The show order? Yeah. Okay. What you're saying, what do you mean slightly different then? If it's the same. After Hawkeye, I'm going to say it's different. Oh, oh, up until this point. Yes. I see. Interesting. Okay. Well, I would assume that you're going to like it more than Falcon Winter Soldier because that one's trying to be serious and this one is way more fun and whimsical. Yeah. But it, well, we, I, I wish I yes. could rate the different shows by chunks of episodes yeah because there are like i think and i'm like this list would be such a tedious thing to put together but if i was ranking all the episodes <laughs> of all these shows and then like coming yeah. up with which one had the best average episode rating yeah um, that would be i i'm all about that project though because i rewatched these on the reg yeah but i would say that this was very consistent hawkeye was i don't think yeah. it reached like the highs of the end of loki where you're introduced no. to kang or something like that or just the highs of every episode of wandavision yeah well i see then i would say that the end of wandavision dips down a little bit but oh, i loved it uh, thanks for letting me be your mom holy shit <laughs> what an emotional roller coaster you felt every emotion during wandavision yeah i don't know this this show just felt like it was very, um, I don't know. It was it was light enough, but it had high enough stakes that it kept you involved with it. But it was all just it, like it, about these character interactions, and I think they did a very good job with that. It is fun, and it is Christmas, which are two of your favorite things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I like a movie set at Christmas. <laughs> so it is, we're watching it you in sure January, do. like in a way that I think is almost weirder than watching it in like May, like because yeah. May is just like. But like January, it's like Christmas just happened. Like, yeah. it's weird to go back it's to fresh. this now. Yeah. Whereas now you're when you're watching it in May, you're just kind of looking like, oh, this takes place at Christmas time. Though this. But in January. Though they did uh, remind me of that Kinks Christmas song. Father Christmas yeah. was in. Father one of these. Christmas. That song is awesome. <laughs> I love that song. Yeah. That is one of the better Christmas songs. Like. A rock and roll theme. I mean, honestly, no, it's top five best Christmas songs. Yeah, that's not, up there. It's great. Um, so do you remember I'm inserting Where the third uh, episode starts? No, I'm right now. I'm on the re-rank just so I can give my official ranking of Hawkeye. But I was going to add uh, we can add Spider-Man No Way Home at the end. Um, but I'm going to say my ranking since I gave Black Panther a five. And I gave um, the Eternals. Oh, wow. Eternals, our average score is uh, lower on the list because I guess you didn't like that one. Um, 
which I'm not even seeing. Hold on. Return. Well, this oh, is no, we didn't even captivating add, listening sorry. where you just editing a spreadsheet. <laughs> well, Eternals isn't even on this list. So now we're now we're in the weeds. Um, well, we, we just right, so we, Black Panther. What we need to do is I, sort I, by chronological, put it in and then we can resort to see where it would be in the ranking. OK, so four point seven five. Yeah. Is my ranking for this. Right. Uh, so, yes, uh, that. And then what other beats would you like to discuss? Uh, let's see. Because, I mean, I do want to talk about Kingpin and his future in the MCU. Well, let's just talk about that then. OK, <laughs> let's let's do that. Oh, I should. Should I do my Avengers at the table? Sure. OK, four point seven five. Um, I think I already. Hmm. 4.75. So I'm trying. I don't remember. We'll do Kate Bishop, Yelena, uh, Black Widow, rest in peace, Hawkeye, uh, Bruce Banner and Tiny Ant-Man. Gotcha. That's my squad. What a great squad. It is at the table. So so you have literally gone through this whole like you did not know the Kingpin was anyone of of note. Uh, I mean, I think I'd, I've, I'd heard of the character. Okay. Um, for whatever reason, Ow. I think I knew that it was going to be Kingpin when they started alluding to who the big boss was, but okay. I don't know why Maybe. I knew that except for uh, pr- presumably something you've said at some point. I assume I put that worm in your and ear. And also his name is Kingpin. So he just sounds like a, the boss. So I'm like, when they're talking about some kind of mob boss and there's a character called Kingpin. Yes. And his arc is interesting because he betrays Echo. Echo he call, She calls him uncle the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I do remember seeing that hand in the flashback. And I was like, this is fucking Vincent D'Onofrio's hand. I know for sure. Um, <laughs> I've studied it. I've studied the I've hands seen, of my favorite actors. And I can guarantee. I have, hey, I've rewatched Daredevil several times. I know his hand when I see yeah. it. He's got a pretty big hand. Well, he's king. Like, he's a large man. He is. Um, so in this, they kind of. The, the premise is he murdered her family, which Clint Barton reveals to Echo um, through sign language, which he knows because he is slightly deaf now. Um, and Kingpin uh, is confronted. And the only thing like I'm just kind of like, why did you do this? Was at the very end, she shoots him off camera. Yeah. And that was so strange. Clearly, he's going to come back. Right. Like you don't just tease Vincent D'Onofrio here. That would be like Ralph Boner times a million. Yeah. Well, and you it's also so conspicuous moving the camera away. Like how, yeah. how many people Obviously. saw that and were like, whoa, he's dead for sure. And now when they bring <laughs> yeah. him back, they'll be like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. Who could have seen this coming? Yeah. I'm a complete moron was, who's completely unfamiliar with the tropes of film and television. <laughs> so I, I had no idea. That's just what a weird move to even like end it with that cliffhanger, yeah. though. Like just have him get away. Yeah. Or, or have him like, shoot at him and like it just hits him and he's fine. Like yeah. he stumbles there, away. Because there's going to be an Echo show. So is that going to be how Echo starts? Like just with Kingpin getting uh, shot by her? And then going on his merry way. Yeah. Um, that was the only thing I was like, what is the point of this? And then Clint Barton did make it home. I did think there was a small chance he might die. 
because his arc had kind of been fulfilled and uh, Kate Bishop is now the new Hawkeye, which they low key hinted right. at at the end. Right, with a name. It's thing. like, I got a name for you. Cut to credits. Although I really like just the name Kate Bishop. And also, I think it's way more fun to hear Yelena say Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop. than it is to hear her say yeah. Hawkeye. Yeah. So entertaining. Um, but Kingpin also in this show, which some, I don't know if there was like people upset about it or anything on the internet, but basically he's infinitely stronger. He's more comic book accurate Kingpin than the Daredevil show, which is more of a realistic portrayal like of superheroes who, I mean, that one's live. It's, there's not really any superpowers. It's just Daredevil has enhanced Mm -hmm. senses that aren't sight. Um, and Kingpin in this gets hit by a car and survives yeah, and, and just kind of gets up a wall after. or doors at least or yeah. window something window shopping store window. Yeah, I thought he was pretty Which, imposing. That was a pretty good because because like with the the scale of hero that you're dealing with and something like Hawkeye, you can't yeah. have him be too super powered because she's True. just a girl who's trained her life He's just a boy to be kind of a hawkeye type but that, that it still doesn't give her super strength or anything she's just like yes. a strong person like compared to Correct. an average person but that does not make her super serum or anything yeah um i so i i mean i think he's gonna i'm excited to see that moment when he shows up uh with matt murdoch in the same room because they got a lot of beef with each other in a big way. Well, I wonder how they'll do that because like I am never going to watch that show. And I, oh, I would say so the good. viewership of that show is a fraction of the viewership they're getting on these Disney Plus shows. Don't you think? I Netflix Daredevil was the highest streamed at the time. So it was pre Stranger Things and all that thing. But that first season at the time was the highest stream Netflix show ever released. I, I'd still think like though that that's like what like ten million viewers compared to these that are getting like more than that like twenty million or something. I don't. I have no basis for what, but I'd still just my perception is these um, shows have been more talked about than Daredevil was. Viewership. All right, I'm pulling up the data. Watch um, me be completely wrong, and it's like inverse. These are much less popular. <laughs> oh yeah, well, because these Disney Plus shows aren't getting uh, like I think they're getting about a million views. Really. Yeah, I think because Loki was le- under a million because not everyone has Disney Plus. Everyone has That's Netflix. Um, let me I'm trying to uh, uh, keep talking, though, about what you liked most about the, the Netflix hit show Daredevil. Well, I don't like anything about Daredevil, but stuff I liked about Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> I, I think because you have more normal super hero people the fight choreography can almost be better because it's hard to to deal with like someone who's i don't know like you have to do these huge elaborate set pieces but here you just get people pulling off like not actually realistic stuff but stuff that is closer to realistic in their fight scenes And, and the other thing here that we got that i never or that we got in the avengers movies but a lot less of was his trick arrows like that was something yes. that would happen like one or that two was times satisfying. a movie but here it was a huge focus and is almost kind of his superpower of, other than just his like the way he flicked that coin and he could hit a you know like he can throw anything yeah and hit yep. anything which is also cool but they they gave him a lot more time to flesh out his 
trick arrow stuff. Yes. Which was very cool, especially that Pym particle arrow on the to make the giant arrow fall and destroy that one car in that sequence on the bridge. Yes. Um I I love the Pym arrow as well. That's why I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm reading this data. <laughs> Fuck. Uh yeah, no, I'm agreeing with you. Um an estimated 11% of Netflix subscribers watched at least one episode of Daredevil in its first 11 days, um, with 2.3% watching on the first day. Um, and then Daredevil garnered 195 million minutes across its 39 episodes, and Hawkeye garnered 938 million minutes across its total six episodes. Although, what but is that just how many people streamed how, like, it? What's, what's the minutes per episode average? Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. Well, I don't need to do that math. All I'm saying is Daredevil is a very good and popular show. Me and Liam O'Connor will defend it to the death. You should watch it. It's really good. I'm not going to watch it. We, we, we <laughs> just need to be honest with ourselves. That's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Throw me a bone. They've also, um, Marvel Mailbag, they've announced John Bernthal's coming back. Mm, for Punisher. As the Punisher. Wow. Everyone's which... favorite edgy superhero. If, if you, I feel like if I'm going to see a superhero bumper sticker... It's Punisher yeah. three times out of five. And then like occasionally you'll get like a little Captain That's a America weird fraction. <laughs> I mean, you can't simplify it any more than that. So 60% of the time it's the Punisher. Yeah. There's a lot of Punisher yeah. bumper stickers on like trucks next to monster I mean, it bumper is, stickers. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's very uh, America. I, I feel like America the people who have that bumper sticker also... Value don't even wrong, know anything about the punisher well, i just feel like they value the wrong things about superheroes yes because that's i think um, they kind of use it as like a power fantasy like i want to be able to hurt the people that i think are bad because that's what the yes, punisher is exactly. able to do and that they, they exactly. think that makes him strong which like in they a did. physical literal way it does but also it betrays like a in in a recent uh punisher comic iteration like because there was with a whole bunch of like alt-right stuff happening in the past decade or so there were like people branding the punisher logo and they released a comic where uh the premise is cops brandish the punisher logo and like they put it on their car as a decal and everything and try and take the law into their own hands a little bit and the punisher like hunts them down and basically says like i don't like being me but i'm the only one who's allowed to do yeah. it and they become the villains right like i mean he he is story. Uh, not really he's as a hero goes he's not an unambiguously a hero he's an anti-hero like yeah. he's kind of villainous yes and yes yeah that that needs to be uh i don't know understood by some people that don't seem to quite get that that he is not someone to emulate or to want to yeah. model yourself after but boy is he cool yeah but I think I, I think the Punisher character does not like that people look up to him like he acknowledges like what I'm doing just needs to be done. But it it shouldn't have to be done. You shouldn't want to be mm. me. But a lot of people do want to be him. They do because they feel weak and impotent in their own lives and they can't take anything into their hands, own hands. So they <laughs> fantasize. Yes. Um so anyway, uh, if you watch Daredevil in season two, Punisher has a showdown with Wilson Fisk, Kingpin, and that ends with Punisher saying, the next time you and me are in the same room, one of us is walking out. Hmm. And Kingpin says, I look forward to it. So if they ever 
do that in the MCU. Oh boy, am I excited. But I don't know if they'll uh, do that anytime soon just because they probably want to keep those characters alive for a bit. Yeah, I still feel like they have to work it in so where people like me understand it. Yeah, you should watch Daredevil. No, but I'm saying they normally they do ease people in. Like if they they try to make the movies something you can watch without having watched their TV properties. I think this is going to be like a soft reboot. So like all of the lore of Daredevil will exist, but the character interactions probably aren't going to count. Like assuming the rest of the cast from Daredevil comes back. It might just be like their past just might be ambiguous and never addressed. Kind of like it did happen, but we're not going to mention what happened. Mm -hmm. Like some of it. Or I mean, you could hint at the events that happened, but just in a way that you could understand just by the dialogue that he said. And if you, Cade watching, knows about what happened, like the dialogue means even more to you. But if you're Jordan watching, the dialogue is enough to placate, like give you a general sense of what happened without you knowing specifics that way both people are now on board with what's happening but one got a little special treat yeah so that's what i was a good marvel that's what that's what i want yeah that and i hope they do that but i know giving the kingpin like a soft reboot now he can get hit by cars and he's okay like he's a bit more of a stronger than your average and human what made him guy. that way in, in like comics like what is his background that made him? i think he's just i don't think he has any super i think he's just a very large man oh, okay um so which i guess is fine but you know he's probably maybe wears mithril armor like a uh, bilbo under his yeah. jacket or frodo they both wear it um, at different points that's where frodo gets <laughs> that's it <from>. true <laughs> that is true that is true um so this show overall, I'm trying to think of any other talking points. Um, I like, yeah, they just, they, the characters, like there were a lot of good characters. Yelena, like I was already excited to see her post Black Widow because she was one of the stronger points of Black Widow. Um, I'm excited for her future in the MCU. They did not really touch on her interaction with um, Elaine from Seinfeld at the end of Black Widow. Right. I, I was wondering like, about that because... I wouldn't say she turns over a new leaf at the end of this show, but she's at least processed some stuff. But at the same time, it seems like the people that are going to be working for Elaine aren't evil. They're just going to have some sort of chip on their shoulder that makes them not, uh, you know, Avengers like. Yes, correct. Uh, Kind of like they'll either do Dark Avengers or Thunderbolts. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing... Thaddeus Ross Thunderbolt Ross will set up the Thunderbolts and then she will be in charge of the Dark Avengers Hmm. but then US Agent seems like because the the premise of the Dark Avengers is it's bad guys taking the law into their own hands kind of like the Punisher a little bit like they think they're doing the right Mm -hmm. thing whereas US Agent is kind of like a morally gray character like he's not necessarily a bad guy no but he did murder someone with Captain America's shield yeah which is not great. No, that why I would say is pretty unambiguously bad. Though at the same time, that guy <laughs> was also bad, but he didn't need to murder him. So yeah, it, yes, and uh, U.S. agent or Walker did like save that family in the car. Or the car was about to fall at the in the mm-hmm. final sequence of that fight. So he did some yeah, good. He just had the power to not murder that guy and subdue him otherwise. Yes. But he did murder him. Correct, so. which makes him somewhat bad. Yeah. 
Um, do you have any other uh, thoughts on Hawkeye? Uh, I think we have covered all the main takeaways I had while watching it. Oh, the watch, the watch at the end, the agents of shield watch. What do you think that was I about? Literally no idea. That is something <laughs> like, because it's hers. It's Linda Cardinelli's. Like, so yeah. was she in shield? Is that what it's saying? I, I guess, or it's, I like, guess that's how they met. They're work friends. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's just such a weird, um, I'm going to see if I can Google that. Watch at the end of Hawkeye, first thing that comes from up. from a couple movies too? Like she was introduced in Ultron and then she wasn't, she didn't appear for a while or? Uh, she has not been in. She couldn't have been in Infinity War because she gets snapped. She's in Endgame. She's in the very beginning of Endgame. She gets okay. snapped. Um, so yeah, I, all this says is like it's hinting that she could potentially be either a hero or an agent of Shield. Yeah. So wait, isn't Hawkeye conspicuously absent from all of Infinity War? Am I remembering that correctly? All of Infinity War because he's retired. Okay. And then while Infinity War is happening, and while then his family fighting, disappears, and then he becomes yes. Ronin. Yes. Um. Yeah, and the Ronin, all the Ronin stuff, like I thought that was a good did Jeremy, kind of ending. Did Jeremy Renner just not want to do Infinity War? Is that why they wrote him out of it? No, or is, no, no. it was a character no. thing. There was it was a character thing. Like they weren't there was a lot of like Ant Man had to film Ant Man and the Wasp, so he couldn't be in it. And then they had plans for Hawkeye. Uh, just for like there's already so many people in those movies. Like mm-hmm. and they wanted their goal at the start was Endgame was supposed to be a farewell letter to the original six Avengers. Right. So you need all of them there. And then in Infinity War, you have to highlight the new guys mm. that are going to be around for a while. Which they Only did. for them what all a great to die. Movie. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, come back. And well, I, saw, I, guess I, I love they, that moment watching Infinity War where Spider-Man disintegrated and the guy in our yeah. theater yelled, no, yeah. <laughs> yep, Spider-Man's I mean, dead. <laughs> Pack it up. That would have been, if you think about it, like that would have been really wild. Like, cause you know, they were still, they didn't have the contract with Sony necessarily. Like they could have just borrowed him and then killed him yeah. off. Wow. Um, and Drax also wanted to be permanently blipped because, uh, James Gunn was terminated for uh, tweets that he made 15 years Mm ago. Um, But then all that stuff got worked out with uh, all the people involved and everyone was in the movie. And it was here's a question. Have you been watching Peacemaker? I was literally about to ask you. I mean, it was a natural transition from where we just were. Yes, it is spectacular. I have not seen it at all, but I've heard good things about it. Holy shit. It is. Did you watch? You watched the Suicide yeah, yeah, Squad, yeah. right? Okay. All right. That's going to be another one on the No It Dussies list. Good. We thought of one. Um, this show, it's like James Gunn, even though he only directs the three, he write the first three episodes. He writes all of them. And it is the most like insane batshit James Gunn, over the top violence, super hilarious. Uh, and the intro theme is the best intro, the most unskippable television theme intro of all time interesting i watch it every time and the soundtrack is all centered around like 80s hair metal huh. which is really cool and then they have like modern swedish hair metal that's kind of like basically carrying on but but it's like decades of rock music all centered around 
you know, like Poison and Motley Crue kind of deal. Mm. That does sound good. Which I adore. Well, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't say I, like I adore that music, but I, I like it enough to like that if it's part of a soundtrack i will enjoy it if i'm not yes, gonna go with, listen to it like right now <laughs> within i might yeah. i might within the context of the show it's it's really really What's good poison's big song uh every rose has yeah. its thorn of course yeah 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 like yeah. every cowboy has his sad, sad song Isn't that yeah. line in that? <laughs> <laughs> it is you know your 80s hair metal <laughs> Oh, it is such good music. Um, so, do you want to do you want to rank Hawkeye? So I can't rank it because I, I still don't have the, everything up. But I would say I want to put it between Loki and I. I have the I found the correct sheet that has all okay, of our so rankings with, in the what, correct order. What did order. I give Loki and what did I give Captain America the TV show? Okay, so Jordan's rankings. You gave Loki a five. Mm-hmm. And you gave Falcon Winter Soldier a 4.25. I'm going to give this the same thing you gave it, 4.75. Okay. Uh, wow, so we yeah, agree. I almost, it's pretty close to Loki, but Loki just has that extra bit of, like, MCU-ness Loki, in it. That, yeah, That makes exactly. it a little bit more compelling, because it's just, it means so much for the broader. Whereas this is just, but I would say in terms of just character development, and character interactions this show is better than loki but loki just even though i, I typically don't like a lot of p- plot heavy hijinks like th- you do not it was just it's become very apparent to well, me and it's also like you know what's his name the the actor who plays loki is also just fun to watch tom hiddleston um, oh yeah so no, even if great. you have less development just getting to watch tom hiddleston goof around with owen wilson that's a good time oh yeah yeah and you get a whole episode of kang the conqueror yeah. so that that's like, that's the difference that's that point two five gap between them is accounted for with okay. that so i like loki a bit more seeing as i gave it 5.5 um do you remember what you gave spider-man no way home or can you tell me right now come up with it on the spot i can't remember even a little bit i'm gonna guess i gave it like a 4.752 or like a five what did i, I give what think did i you, give um the middle you, spider-man i think you gave it a 5.25 okay. because or, i think it's mm, better than it's worse than the first spider-man but better than the second spider-man yeah so you were in the middle so far from home you gave a four five i think you just gave this a five okay. then and homecoming's a five five so yeah I, i'm pretty sure you gave yep. it a five and then i gave spider-man a six wow that is added um and hawkeye is going to be both 4.75s for from talking the boys. about spider-man just for a second i think the only reason yes. like mine is a whole point less than yours is i do not feel like the yes. movie was a like i think if that movie started as well as it ended i would have given it like a 5.5 or higher but i think the end of the beginning is the tone just does not settle down it's because it's it's not like the previous movies and it just takes a while to really find its footing i found so i i mean there's they're putting a lot in it you're saying the you like the beginning better than the end or vice versa versa. i think the end's much better than the beginning okay Okay. yes and it does i mean that whole ending where he's poor spider-man is really really good and i really want to watch whatever comes next anyway that is i think that is the episode 
I believe so. Um, just for just for your records, um, currently uh, your average Marvel ranking or is a three point nine seven, and mine is a four point eight nine. Interesting. Yours is lower of than I would have all- thought. And actually, so is mine. I would have thought that I would be averaging about a four right now, which I am about a four. It's, uh, yeah, you're very close. But that Incredible Hulk ranking really yeah. dug you a hole. Yeah. A point five is hard to crawl out of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's not much you can do from that, there. And that's funny that it's point five, because that means it's just like Bruce Banner sadly sitting at a yeah, table it's just alone. Bruce Banner not even being <laughs> He's the just Hulk. alone, just sitting at a table like, man, that, just, that guy hates my movie. Just, it's just sad Bruce Banner. You don't want to see that. Oh man. Um well, uh god, it's been it's been 99 episodes. This is in, this is incredible. We're uh we're coming up on the hundo. This is I mean, obviously there'll be a lot more emotion to be uh spoken of during that episode, but uh wow, what a what a journey it's been. Nearly 5 years of doing this podcast. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. 5 years. Just just think at one point you were uh, watching Thor 1 and thinking like yeah i could see myself watching these for five years it is i mean i think what we have as many episodes in the first two years as the last or maybe like the first year and a half as we do the last three and a half years our our pace definitely slowed down yes Um, but you also moved away and marvel we didn't have as much content to catch up on during the beginning of the pandemic we also had 10 years of movies to catch up on in the first year yeah which, we, you know, 10 years of content. This podcast has gone through some interesting phases because first it was very Marvel heavy. And then yes. we were just in such a routine of doing a, a podcast every week that we have about 25 episodes that are just like us doing yes. whatever. Because we were just like, yeah. like talking about movies, which is still the case. We still we, like talking about movies. Yeah. And we still did reference a lot of Marvel in those other episodes. Yeah. Or Star Wars or whatever we but were talking about. But now I feel about. like this back half, we've gotten back into being more narrowly Marvel again. But yes, well, they have never been putting out more content all at the same time. So we really have a lot to discuss. Well, we will discuss uh, it more in episode 100. Oh, boy. And if this is your first time listening to the show, episode 99, (laughs) Hawkeye part three or Hawk part two, whichever three, uh, then go ahead and listen to those other ones. Um, until then, yep. I've been Marvel. uh, I've I've not been Marvel. I've been doing people's in Marvel. (laughs) I've been Cade Weiberg, and I don't think it does.